desk brings you exciting and practical tips for improving your virtual teaching and virtual learning experience. Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of our VESC Voices from NCU Students and Alumni Podcast, where we're driving research and practice. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Barnhart. I'm an adjunct professor here in the School of Education, and I'm a higher ed and ed tech nerd. Uh, You all know that already if you've been playing along at home with us. Today, uh, our special guest is Dr. Abby Helbling. She's a 2021 NCU graduate uh, and earned her degree, uh, her EDD, in higher education. She's an elementary instructor in Mandan, North Dakota, uh, handling all virtual elementary students in her district. She's also an adjunct professor where she teaches reading methods uh, locally to her there in North Dakota. Her and her husband, Mac, and their growing family enjoy spending time together with their puppy, Nymeria. Welcome to the VESC podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We really uh, appreciate you taking the time today to, uh, to meet with us. Uh, but, you know, here on the show, we like to get down to business and allow our guests to, to you know, let uh, our audience know kind of about you. So how did you, you know, get to NCU, um, you know, and, and where did it bring you to uh, kind of today? Okay. So my journey to NCU is kind of a roundabout one. Um, my journey to my doctorate started because I'd always wanted to get my doctorate degree, have that terminal degree. And at the time when I started, it just seemed to be a really good time in our lives. I had just gotten married, didn't have a family yet. Um, my husband worked out of town and was away a lot. So it kind of gave me education is just my hobby. So it gave me that outlet to have that hobby. And I actually started my doctoral degree at Concordia University in Portland, and that university closed down. So um, I was left searching for another university that was really good, that met my high expectations. And through a lot of research, I found NCU, and they were very gracious. They accepted my transfer credits, and it was a really seamless process. So that's how I ended up at NCU. It's awesome that, uh, you know, we were able to help you complete your journey, uh, you know, because it's so, it's so important, I think, once you start on that path towards your doctorate degree to really finish. And I think uh, that's one of the powerful things that I've at least observed working with other faculty members is that uh, they're really focused on that here. Um, so it's really cool to see that in your story, too. Yes, I was very thankful for that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, and get into kind of like the meat of your uh, your time here at, at NCU. And let's talk about your research, you know, in your dissertation. Um, what was your topic and how is your research important to the field of virtual education? So my topic was um, I was researching early childhood trauma and kindergarten readiness and just trying to see how trauma really impacted um, how we teach students that come into kindergarten. Um, how does that, how does trauma change their brains? And what can we do to help these students make that transition? Um, so that was, that was the main focus of my, my dissertation, my research. Awesome. And then how, uh, you know, can you speak a little bit to your findings and maybe how you've then taken that and put it into practice? You know, how are you using it uh, to impact virtual education, whether it's teaching or learning or supporting learners? Yes. So one of my biggest findings was just centered around relationships, um, relationships with from 
the student who experienced trauma with their teachers, relationships with their peers, um, and just how important helping them develop those relationships really is. And we kind of have an interesting dynamic when we do virtual education because we're not in person. Um, so those relationships often look a little bit different, um, but they are still very essential for these learners who have experienced trauma. Um, particularly in my research, the student, I did a single case study and the student who I studied um, was removed from his parents at a very young age, basically right after birth. And that really impacted how his brain developed and how it wired and how he his ability to develop relationships with other people throughout his life. And so taking that information and just seeing how his kindergarten teacher, his school, and he was in person when I researched him um, and how they really put an emphasis on that and just remembering that. I don't always know all of the backgrounds of my students who come into my class, whether it's virtual or in person. And so when I'm meeting with them virtually, I have to really be mindful of that and make sure that I am spending a lot of time, more time on developing relationships than even developing academics at first, because I have to develop that relationship in order to develop that trust, those feelings of security. Um, and that's really how it gives me a unique opportunity to meet the, the needs of our students and our families. Um, and so I do a lot of a lot of relationship building between my students and myself, but also give them chances to develop relationships between themselves as well. That's that's very powerful. And, and to, to not, you know, think about it at in the kindergarten level about how important that relationship building is. Uh, you know, I think maybe. Uh, for those of us that work in, like, I, you know, I work in higher ed, right? Uh, uh, and so when we approach, like, college students, you know, the same thing. We try to build relationships oftentimes uh, to, to help them find their people, so to speak. But to think about it, you know, maybe sometimes, at least I probably am guilty of overlooking the fact of how important that would be, you know, from day one in kindergarten. So it's really cool for you to, to see you do that and kind of pull that out of your research. Um, how could maybe, like, you know, folks who are listening that are interested in maybe this area of, of practice or specifically your research, um, what recommendations would you have for them on, you know, where else to look for more information on, on this or uh, how they can maybe use some of your practices as well? So there's a growing um, body of research on early childhood trauma. Um, so that's a great way to start is to just look at some of that research to check out those articles in our library and research trauma. Um, I think it's it's fascinating how trauma impacts our brains, how our brains themselves are so interesting, but um, how they're impacted by trauma is just incredible. Um, so to start there and to just do some research on that and just to see how that might be impacting your students. Um, and then just some things that I do with my virtual students in you know for virtual education is um, taking time, like I've said, to develop those relationships, but giving them the opportunity to do some talking, to talk about themselves, um, to make connections with you and the other students. So one of the things that I like to do is at the beginning, I like to just give everybody an opportunity to just kind of chit chat with me. Um, we start very informally when we do our meetings. And if we're ending our meetings, I like to give them a chance to just share anything. They can verbally share something. Maybe they want to tell me about something they did that weekend. Maybe they want to tell me about a pet that's kind of in their camera view. Um, 
Maybe they want to show me something. A lot of kids go the show and tell route where they'll go and get something special to them. But it allows them to bring that special piece of themselves into this meeting and into this classroom um, and create that school family feel that you often have in a classroom setting, but might be missing from a virtual setting. Great recommendations there. And I hope that, you know, our listeners will be able to, to really dive into the research there. Um, let's flip it to practice a little bit. Um, you know, as, as we talked about in your bio, you're the, the primary uh, virtual instructor for all elementary students in your district. So what kind of practices are you using, whether it's, you know, training others how to use tools or maybe some leadership that you're offering in terms of virtual, uh, you know, learning to maybe some of your counterparts in middle school or high school? Um, uh, how, how do you, how, what are you doing that adds value maybe to, to uh, what you're doing for your other students that maybe just aren't kindergartners either? Right. Um, So we're definitely still in the infant stages of our virtual learning. Like so many districts out there, we didn't have anything in place really until COVID hit. And then we were scrambling to find something. So um, starting our second year, we're feeling a little bit more confident about that. Um, But I have, so like you had said, I have all of our elementary students who are virtual. Most of our students are back in person. Um, and then there are just a few who have remained in that virtual element. So um, I'm kind of taking over all of those kids and um, just learning myself about technology and how I can use technology to connect with them in different ways. Um, so it doesn't feel so much like a screen in front of us, but it feels like a person in front of us. So um, just being open to learning about more technology myself and then I work very closely with our middle school teacher and our high school teacher who are virtual as well. Um, we work together almost daily. We're talking and communicating. Um, and then I'm also a part of a new team called the Learning Design Lab team in our district. And this is just an, another way to get together with other other um, teachers and learners in our, our district and kind of share our experiences. We bring to the table or to our group, um, different questions that we have, different challenges that we're experience, experiencing. And then we work together collaborative, collaboratively sorry, to come up with some different solutions. And we're trying to look outside the box. We're trying to um, look at ways to prepare our students for their future and not just how we've been doing school for the last 50 years. Um, so really, it's not so much me taking on a leadership role as more of a collaborative role um, within the district and just really working together and bouncing ideas off of people to help make help make our virtual experience and our in-person experience so much stronger. I think that's a great a great idea and a great great to see that you're a part of that. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit more uh, for a minute if you don't mind. What is there any like um, maybe recommendation or best practice that has come out of that group that maybe, you know, folks who are listening could take and implement, you know, is there like one finding that that group's had, um, that, that maybe, you know, is a best practice that you've all adopted? That's a good question. So we actually just went and we toured a local company that, um, <clears throat> cause we're trying to get some ideas of where our students are going to end up in the future. 
like I said, kind of preparing them for their future jobs. And so we went and toured a, a company that had started up about seven years ago or so and has become a multi-million dollar company since then. And they really look at things differently. Their office space is a little different. Um, you know, we talk about flexible seating in our classroom and they've taken that into their office space. Um, we talk about giving students learning environments that fit them. Um, they've taken that into their office. And so we just kind of want to see what are they looking for? Um, what can we help instill in our students that will help them get to that level? And so one of the things that we're kind of we're trying to do with our students is help them be flexible learners, um, not just learning straight from a curriculum, but how can they take that information and weave it and create and um, just be flexible with that and um, how can they be self-starting? So if we give them a project, how can they motivate themselves and just really go with that project and, and fly and create something that, you know, even us as our, as their teachers, we can't conceive of it. Um, and to be self-managed, especially virtually, they need to be able to manage themselves. How do we instill those values in them? Um, and then working on communication, both virtual and in-person, and just always trying to instill that that want, that hunger to learn. So we're kind of taking those values and trying to instill them into our classrooms, just based off of what we've seen in our community and in the businesses that we're looking toward. That's great. That whole, you know, like experiential piece to it, I think. Um, especially given that it has like kind of a creator slash maker lean to it. I, that's really cool, especially given that I, I feel like uh, the younger generations kind of their, their uh, the, or emerging generations, I should say, their want is for like that maker creator economy, you know, where they're building, creating, and, and that's kind of how they're, you know, making a living to do because it's a better work-life balance. So it's really cool to see you guys like flipping the model there and coming together to, to talk and, and do these kind of things for your students. I think that's a great practice that our listeners can take and implement in their district. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yes, you're welcome. And then we're here at the point where we ask everyone, my favorite part, um, We've been, you know, uh, for those of us that are, that are knee deep in virtual learning and, you know, virtual education and have been maybe for a lot longer than the last 18 months or longer have kind of forced us there. Um, and kind of like yourself, I know there's a lot of our students and alumni that have kind of built the plane while they're flying it, uh, you know, in, in over the last couple of years in, in creating a, an online education space for classrooms and districts. Um, so have you encountered or have you found or used a hack uh, that you or maybe someone, one of your colleagues has used or is using and can you tell us about it? Okay, well, I don't know if it's really necessarily a hack or not, um, but for myself, when I'm learning virtually, um, as well as when I'm trying to organize virtual learners, um, I have found that organization is the key to everything. Um, so when I was doing my own research, I had a lot of tabs open all the time that I just didn't close out until I knew exactly what each one of those said until I was comfortable with closing those out. Um, I took lots of screenshots of everything and labeled and had folders for everything. Um, that dig digital organization became so important for me, both in my studies and now as that teacher for that teacher component as well to have that good digital organization. Those are, those are great. Uh, that's a, that actually is a great hack. I'm a tabber also. 
Um, and I definitely was during my dissertation, uh, too. Uh, I have to ask though, did your browser ever crash with all your tabs open? It did not. However, my husband took a look at all the tabs on my, that I had, I had open on my computer and his eyeballs got huge. He is a one tab person. So you got, he's got to come over to the dark side. We got all the tabs. Yes. (laughs) I really want to thank you again for uh, taking the time to, to, you know, talk to us about your research and the cool things you're doing, uh, you know, and, and just the leadership that you're giving to virtual education. It's always great to speak to uh, an alumna of, of one of our programs and, and, you know, just, just uncover everything that, that, that you're doing um, and all the awesome work that you're doing uh, to that end. Before we leave though, um, you know, are you still hanging around in the commons? How can maybe some of our current students or um, other alumni connect with you? Yeah, so I'm still in the commons every once in a while. Um, I'm also part of the alumni group, um, the Facebook group for North Central University students alumni. So um, those are two places that I pop in sometimes and they can chat with me there or message me on there. So. Awesome. Well, again, uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us here on the VESC Voices from Students and Alumni Driving Research and Practice Podcast. I'm Dr. Barnhart. Thanks again. Catch you next time. Thanks for joining us on VESC. This is Dr. Amy Lynn. Remember, learning is right at your fingertips.